Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show, brought to you by the Strange Crew Podcast. Folks, I am sorry as I can possibly be that uh, for some reason I try to do a Super Bowl preview and it just never fucking loaded. And the problem is you can't load it after the show's been over. So, real quick, let's get into the big hits here. Uh, let's get to talking about what has happened in recent time being since everything has gone down. Anyway. Anyway. Looking in the world, uh, let's, let's take a look at the world of, uh, of the, the, the NHL. Any big news? Anything huge? Um, doesn't appear to be. Not a whole lot. Um, again, we're going to take a look at the standings here real quick. Uh, you know, still um, out in the Atlantic uh, for the Eastern Conference. The Bruins are still sitting on top um, with quite a vigorous lead down in the... Uh, Scrolled one too many. Metropolitan. The Hurricanes got a, a good point lead over the Devils. Moving over to the Western Conference um, in the Central. The Dallas Stars are still holding on. And uh, down in the Pacific Division, uh, you know, the Golden Knights in a deep battle for number one. So uh, definitely cool there. Um, moving forward. Um, let's talk about, let's go, let's talk about the UFC. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, actually, since the last time we had talked, um, we had a fight card, and honestly, probably one of the best fights I've ever seen. Um, so, you know, realistically, uh, you know, <sighs> UFC 284, was, I, there was some mixed feelings here, so, um, First fight against Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Minifield. Um, very competitive back and forth fight. Uh, ended actu actually with a draw. Um, not exactly sure how I feel about that, but, you know, it is what it is. Can't really complain about it. Um, next, you had Justin Taffa versus Parker Porter. Um, this one was a fucking banger. Tafa ended the fight in the first round with a walk-off, with a walk, walk-off, walk-off, walk-off KO punch. Uh, only a minute six into the first, into the first, like I said. So, fucking insane, um, crazy, crazy fight there. Uh, then you had Jackson Della Mandalenda. Versus Randy Brown. Uh, Jack just... I think I might have said Jackson. I didn't mean to. If I did, oh well. I'm just pumped, folks. I'm pumped and you guys know why. Anyway, Jack got the job done. Set first round submission. Rear naked choke. Uh, two minutes, 13 seconds in. There was, this wasn't really much of a fight. You know, uh, he was getting beat uh, pretty aggressively. And then 
they, yeah, just kind of put in the work. So, <laughs> co-main event for the featherweight vacant featherweight title: Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Um, Yair fucking showed up. He was just he was outclassing Josh left and right. Um, got very comfortable um, on it was very comfortable on his feet. And then when it went to the ground, he was able to sink in a triangle choke in the second round. Uh, fucking awesome there. Now, the big controversy here is obviously the main event. Um, because you have the man that Yair will probably be fighting next in Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Makachev. This was for the lightweight title. Um, Islam won. By unanimous decision. And I got to be honest. When you look at the guy's faces after the fight, uh, Islam had a lot of damage. I don't know... I don't know if you could say it was enough damage to sway the judgment. Um, I think it was a very close fight. Honestly, I, I think they could run it back and, and it would you would be surprised. Islam did at, at one point seem to be kind of holding on for dear life. Um, Volkanovski fucking played this game like a fucking champ. Uh, Volkanovski showed that he's still the pound-for-pound pound greatest fighter in the world. I'm not going to argue that. People who know me best, um, JC the Blind Jedi knows, I am not a big, I was not a big Volkanovski fan. I was not a big Adesanya fan. But I give those guys prop the, props when they're due. You know what I'm saying? Volkanovski, I feel like if he if he feels like he got robbed, I can definitely see where he feels that. Um, you know, Islam isn't really it doesn't seem to be really interested in a rematch right now. I think he's looking at you know kind of moving forward, um, which you know rightfully so. It's that's his right as a champion um, and as the victor. But I got I got to tell you right now, uh, not a good look, not a good look for Islam. Um, you know, who does he take on now? I don't know. Um, you know, the way the way things kind of look, um, maybe Benil Darouche gets a chance. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to see Poirier step up there. He's going to look stupid. Um, you know, same way... With Gaethje, I, I just don't I don't like the the matchup. I think Benil Darush is probably going to be uh, your best bet. Um, what does Volkanovski do? Well, I I think for him, it's pretty easy. Um, you're going to take on Yair, and from there, man, you really could. You if he wanted to. He could start calling out guys like, you know, Dos Anjos, uh, Chandler, Gaethje, Poirier, Darush, Oliveira, and really make a case to why he should get back into the lightweight title picture. Um, I think that'd be a great idea, you know. it's I know the fan base is definitely split after the fight happened, uh, but again, not much you can really do with that, so... Um, pretty pumped for the next fight card, March 4th, um, in Las Vegas, uh, right on ESPN plus you got John Jones, the, the goat versus Cyril gone for the heavyweight title. Um, 
And that's going to be co-headlined by uh, Valentina Shevchenko, uh, a woman I, I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, she's going to be facing off against Alexa Grasso. Now, obviously, I root for all the Mexican fan, you know, all the Mexican fighters and uh, my f Mexican family. But Valentina, mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you right now, yeah, yeah. She, oh man, I, enough said. That's all I can say. Enough said. Um, no, yeah, it, she's. I, I love her. I really do. Um, anyway, uh, moving on, you know, um, let's see, I don't think there's anything, let's, let's run to the basketball. So after, uh, you know, all the trades have kind of calmed down, um, you know, we're kind of starting to see where everybody's kind of outlining, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's very interesting looking here again, you know, we kind of briefly talked about the standings. Uh, you know, the Suns obviously sitting. The Suns and uh, the Mavericks got to be kind of like the teams you're you're watching a whole lot of uh, because they're the ones that made kind of the biggest splash. Uh, the Suns sitting in fourth, and and the Mavericks sitting at seventh in the West right now. Uh, oh no, you know. Uh, you people, a lot of people think that what Brooklyn gave up, uh, or what Brooklyn got back for Kevin Durant, uh, wasn't good enough. But I mean, Brooklyn actually played very well against Miami last night, and just excuse me, excuse me, just looking at things. I mean, uh, you know. Mikael Bridges scored 45 last night. So that kind of tells you already kind of what potentially they could be with Dinwiddie, you know, Bridges, Cam Johnson, and, and Nick Claxon. Um, they, it's not like they're a team to be slept on. You know, you still have Seth Curry coming off the bench. You still have guys like Joe Harris. Uh, you know, Patty Mills that are definitely going to be, be good pieces for you, uh, with Royce O'Neal as well. Uh, you know, you still have Ben Simmons, which isn't really saying much, but you still have him. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's very interesting. Um, and I, I, it's it's, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool to see kind of where that, that team goes because uh, nobody's going to expect much from them. That's all there is to it. So moving over to the NFL, uh, let's talk about the big game. So Kansas City Chiefs come out on top. My Kansas City Chiefs come out on top, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, part of kind of what I had talked about was kind of looking at like what the teams had done throughout the season. Um, I think, you know, crucial, uh, crucial things that I talked about was, you know, I think their biggest crucial win and, you know, statement win, um, you know, for each team and what, what, what it said, um, and, and then kind of, you know, the statement loss and kind of what that said. 
Um, so let's, I'm going to just kind of give you my thoughts on it and the gist of what basically what was missed out on. Uh, so looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, um, I think, you know, the first thing that it, you got to look at as far as a, uh, a, a statement win, um, I, honestly, just pick one. Pick one throughout the season. Um, you know, they, they had some really close games. Um, but the one that I picked was the game against the 49ers, the NFC Championship game. Um, you knew that they were, they were a good team, uh, and you knew that they could move the ball going up against the defense like that. And the 49ers, I think, and being able to put up 31, regardless of who's that quarterback on the other side, that's, that's a tough task. So, um, that I think was the big, the big statement thing for them as far as like winning now for their big statement on the losing side of things. I think you have to look at the fact that they lost to the Cowboys. You know, 40 to 34. It wasn't like it was a slump game or anything like that. Um, I know it's a rivalry game, but when you're talking about what they were projected to be with the Philadelphia Eagles and... You give up 40 to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was it was Dak. It, it says quite a bit. Now, I know that, like, uh, some people will say, like, well, Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I get that. But to give up 40 to a man who has just been consistently dumped on in Dak Prescott. I mean, he Dak played like a fucking MVP that game. So, it it's just it's a hard it's a hard move there. Um but, you know, I definitely do think that the team that won was definitely the, uh, you know, that that game, I mean, and won the NFC, I think, was the right team. Um, moving on to the Chiefs, you know, for the Chiefs, I think they're, they're real, like, statement win was in the AFC, uh, AFC championship game. You know, um... Let's be realistic. Everybody thought that Joe Burrow was going to come in, do his thing, and just utterly run through us. Um, it, that just wasn't the case. You know what I mean? It was... You saw the grit of a team, of a championship team, and a Super Bowl contender. And you saw what is probably going to be a battle for many years to come. But I digress. I digress. 
Um, I think the real like statement loss that really hit us was the Indianapolis Colts game. You know, we only put up 17. Um, it was it was probably offensively one of our worst games. Uh, definitely was for sure defensively. Um, because you look, they didn't really have anybody. You know what I mean? You you talk about a game where Matt Ryan kind of looked like he was about to resurrect his career. Um, Mahomes looked like a very subpar average quarterback, which just isn't the case. So, um, with all that being said, that was kind of what the gist of, I mean, that, I talked about it more in depth. Uh, but then I, you know, I had picked Kansas City to win. Um, I just thought that I think the defense was, is young and starting to click. I think the fact that we had no injuries was definitely going to help. And Mahomes is, even on one foot, is that dude. So, um, but let me tell you, folks, this by far has to have been one of the most entertaining, exciting Super Bowls that I've ever watched. Um, and uh, that's saying something, because I, I remember watching the Legion of Boom. Um, I remember watching Brady's first... Uh, you know, the greatest show on turf back in the day. Like, it, it, the ones I've actually watched live, it's insane. Because this was the most competitive fucking Super Bowl I've ever watched. You know, both teams led by young quarterbacks who were just hungry and ready to compete. You know, Jalen Hurts running for three touchdowns and passing for another and Mahomes gritting it out while being injured, you know, throwing for three TDs and, you know, us leaning on Isaiah Pacheco to in the run game. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey just being a beast. Uh, you know, Devin Smith racking him up. A.J. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster showing up. Like, it, it was crazy. You know what I mean? Um, Kadarius Tony playing big, you know, getting a touchdown and also playing big on, on, on special teams. Um, Nick Bolton fucking just dominating the defense. I thought Nick Bolton should have been MVP, you know, um, he wasn't, but I, I definitely thought he should be. Um, but I mean, you can't take away from what the Eagles did. They they were in the game tooth and nail. Now, I know the big controversy is, is that, you know, the holding call on uh, James Bradbury wasn't actually a holding call. Uh, you know, the man, first off, the man himself said he did it. He was holding. And he got caught. You know, well, holding happens on, you know, you there's a lot of things that aren't called. NFL's rigged. You know, I I understand what you're saying because there are definitely some times where you, things happen and you're like, wait a minute. Plus, with the past of, like, basketball, you look at some of the things that have happened, you're definitely like, okay, I, I can see what you're saying that. I can, I, can, I can agree with that. However, even with that, um, it, he, he, he admitted it. You look back at it. He was obviously, you know, Juju obviously got turned. 
Um, his body was turned, so couldn't make a play on the ball. Definitely a rough, a rough go, but, um, you know, also shout out fucking Jerick McKinnon for kneeling the ball down, you know, kneeling the ball down as, uh, as time is, is winding down in the end of the quarter. So the Eagles don't have a chance to, to, you know, move forward. Um, I think this is going to be a great, I think this is a great, you know, great matchup. I think it's a matchup we'll, we could probably see again. It just depends on how teams retool. Obviously, we know <coughs> we're going to get the best Kansas City um, that you could possibly get as long as Andy Reid is there. He's got that mentality. So, uh, definitely very cool. Definitely very cool. Um, so... Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, um, all the Chiefs kingdom, all of us, for getting another W. Sorry. Hits the court. Um, in related news, in football news, related football news, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have released quarterback Derek Carr. Um, so we'll be maybe potentially getting to hear his name being signed before um, you know before the draft happens um, I think there's a lot of teams that could benefit from him you know um, I think one of the best situations that he could possibly go into um, would be like an Arizona would be like a New York uh, for you know with the Jets um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he goes up to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers leaves. You know? You never know. Um, Jags wide receiver Calvin Ridley uh, has filed for reinstatement. So, we will see how that goes. You know, hate to see a guy so talented be left out of the league. Um, but, totally get it. And, not 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 a, nothing wrong with it. Nothing opposed to it or anything like that. But, we'll see. Um, the Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley era is, uh, looking kind of funny. Uh, they're both impending free agents. Uh, it sounds like the Jets or the Jets, the Giants are going to for sure bring Daniel Jones back, but are weary of Saquon. Um, I understand being weary of Saquon just on the simple fact of, you never know what running backs. So... Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I think sticking with Daniel Jones, he's he's definitely a good quarterback and get you to the playoffs. Um, definitely very good. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, last thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, draft. Now we get to sit here and talk for months and months about draft. So Todd McShay just came out with this. His mock draft, his latest mock draft, and I'm going to tell you his picks from five to one. So pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks pick via the Denver Broncos. Tyree Wilson, defensive end, Texas Tech. These Chicago Bears, Da Bears, are going to pick at four because they're going to trade with Indianapolis, who wants to trade up to number one. 
and the Bears are going to take Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Number three, the Arizona Cardinals take Will Anderson Jr., linebacker, Alabama. Got to watch out for those Alabama boys. They're, they're some bad men. Number two, the Houston Texans will select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, out of Ohio State. Sorry about that, folks. Had a little bit of audio issue. Something was rubbing my mic for some reason. I don't know what the hell it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, I do think that this would be a, a good pickup for the Houston Texans pickup Stroud here or Young, um, whoever's available. Um, they just got to protect whoever it is. You know, they can't do what they did with uh, with David Carr. Um, let them get hit sacked the most times out of everybody else in the league. Um, you, you just can't expect a guy to gain his confidence back at any point like that. You know, um, it, it's very hard to get knocked down and then kind of get any momentum going forward. So, uh, but with that being said, that kind of gives it away. So the Indianapolis Colts uh, pick uh, that they traded that everybody keeps thinking they're going to trade up with uh, the Chicago Bears, they take uh Bryce Young QB out of Alabama again I think that Bryce Young is a fucking stud uh <clears throat> he's kind of been the consensus I think around the league and uh it should be good it should be very good so uh very interesting to see what happens um as the uh as the draft goes along so um, other notable names, uh, that I think are, are going to be good. Uh, you know, Peter, uh, Skoronikowski tackle out of, out of Northwest. I think he's going to be a solid piece, uh, for anybody. Uh, Brian, uh, Breesey out of Clemson defensive tackle. I think he's going to be a stud as well. Um, whether I say their name right or correctly is irrelevant whether or not I think they're going to be good. Obviously, uh, one name that, you know, has got a lot to live up to is Joey Porter Jr., obviously, um, cornerback out of Penn State. Uh, yes, I will say that. Yes. So um, you'll know what I say yes to if you ask the question in your head. Um, no, and then, you know, some, some other guys that are, are going to be kind of out there that are I think are going to be very beneficial um you know Osiris Torrance uh the guard out of, out of Florida I think he's going to be a very valuable piece for a team later on in the first and you know that's I, I, Dalton Kincaid is he's a tight end out of Utah I'm on the fence about him. I think he's going to be good, but you you just you never know, you know. Um, my gut's telling me that he's going to be good. The film I've seen and some of the stuff I've seen on him, definitely very good stuff. So, uh, with that being said, that's it. I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, 
Just Trevor and I are back on the same schedule. However, I forgot to ask him to record today, so um, we will fix that next week. Anyway, uh, yeah, so thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Again, sorry for the audio snafu, um, but we love you guys. We appreciate you. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Make sure you guys stay strange, and we will talk to you in the next one. <gasps>